0: Hello, welcome to Arrow Bandwidth, your source for everything you need to know about the technologies, trends, and concepts that are steering our industry today. We hope that you enjoy this episode,
1: and
2: if you do, please subscribe.
3: All right, welcome back. Here we are, day two ATS, Denver, Colorado, coming off one of the main stage editorials, our, our cloud session and with this is a very distinguished group of individuals. We'll just go down the line here and uh, and take a a turn introducing ourselves and we'll go from there. So Derek, I'll pass the mic to you.
2: I'm Derek Mitchell, I'm the
4: Global Alliance Manager for
2: Arrow, uh, working at Red Hat. Clay Davis, Data and AI Leader at IBM.
5: David Thompson, the Global Account Director for Arrow from Microsoft's One Commercial Partner Group.
1: Uh, Matthew O'Keefe, I'm a Corporate Evangelist and uh, Technologist at Oracle. And I'm Kyle Green, uh, and I've got the and hybrid cloud business for America's partner organization at VMware.
6: Sean Milner, uh, vice president of business development in uh, ECS America's
1: Excellent. Thank
3: you, gentlemen. Uh, David, this might be one of the largest video podcast groups that, that we've, we've ever had here, in the, I know, at least in the U.S., Right? I don't know about over in the U.K., but this is amazing. So lots of great conversation on stage. You know, Sean, maybe we'll just kick it over to you um, real quick. You were the, the main stage editorial host. Maybe just recap the, the session for us, key highlights, you know, and, and really in this session we just want to capture anything else that's on your mind that we'd get a chance to say on stage. So we'll give you a couple minutes and we'll go from there.
6: Sounds great. Thanks, Adam. Um, so really the the foundation of what we were hoping to accomplish is is really arm our channel partners with tangible, actionable items that they can take into the field to to go and, and, and quite frankly help us all drive our our solutions to market and and do so in a in a way that's profitable for for them. And so a couple of the key things that that we talked about were um, the emergence of multi cloud. Um, and what that means from a, from a market standpoint and an opportunity for uh, partners to monetize that hybrid cloud. Talked a lot about AI and, and some of the opportunities for monetization with, uh, with that solution set. And then we ended with the ecosystem of Microsoft and, uh, and VMware. So those are kind of the, the highlights and, and I think everyone on the panel had some, some relevant, uh, tangible things that partners can go action on to, to go drive revenue into, uh, into the market.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Um, thank you. Appreciate the recap. You know, you guys talked, I think all of you talked a little bit about tools. I'd like to spend just a little more time on that topic and maybe you can talk specifically about some of the things you've seen best practices, you know, your specific tools to your enterprise or, or maybe some other third party GA tools, open source tools out there that our partners can maybe use as they think about how do we change our conversation with the customer? How do we get a little more insight in that application, help them make better decisions on their multi-cloud solutions? So I don't know, um, you know, Matt, I think you you kind of Kick that one off, I think, on the on the Oracle side, right, and, and talked a lot about, hey, you guys have tons and tons and tons of tools, so we'll start with you and then just kind of go down the, the row here.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think uh, obviously one tool is containers. You know, there's obviously different different things, but that's clearly the, the where all enterprise app development, pretty much all app development is headed to containers. So knowing how to manage that across multiple clouds, that sort of thing is very important. Uh, let me, I'll pitch one particular Oracle technology that's very popular with partners. It's called Oracle Management Cloud. Uh, and the reason it's popular is it works both on, it basically manages your on-premise estate as well as not only Oracle Cloud, but everybody else's clouds as well. So these kind of comprehensive uh, tools that are applicable in kind of this general way, generalized way to support multi-cloud is, I think, critical. Is that a free tool? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but it adds, relative to the value it adds, of course, sure. uh, it's actually quite reasonably priced. Uh, awesome. Uh, it, it actually, um, you know, it's, it's uh, but Good. Uh, yeah, it's very, you know, it can do uh, just, just a wide spectrum of things, but the key thing is it works on-prem as well as across pretty much anybody's cloud.
5: Fantastic, yeah. excellent, awesome. David? Yeah, I'll talk about some free tools. We've got, and I'll kind of change the change gears just a little bit, but we have, one of the things we talked about was profitability in the cloud. Yeah. And, and many partners are still figuring out where to go, what to do, what to focus on. And one of the things that, that we've developed at Microsoft is our practice development playbooks. Um, and these are essentially you know, playbooks that articulate how to build a migration and optimization practice or how to build a, a you know, business applications practice or a modern workplace practice, security practices. So for those partners that are really just starting to dip their toe in and try to figure out what they want to do uh, in the cloud, we've got a whole host of resources called our practice development playbooks that you can go download from microsoft.com that you can start to delve into to learn how to build one of those practices.
2: That's awesome. Awesome. Yeah, and then on the IBM side, so I'll talk about two things. So, um, one from a tool standpoint that you were asking about was, and and, very similar to what you were saying, is like tools need to be built for the cloud world, right? They can't just be for one cloud or just on-prem. They got to be for everything, right? And you have to have that common layer across in order to manage those things. So, from a data and AI standpoint, IBM has has come out with a leading platform called Cloud Pack for Data that allows you to go do the, the, the collection, the organization of data so that then you can go build out your AI practice or if you're not ready for it, then just continue to, to, to build out the, uh, the governance and, and the organization of your data so that when you are ready, you're future-proofed to go run it on AWS, on Oracle, on Microsoft Cloud, um, on-prem, doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, tying in uh, to, to the Microsoft comment here around the free services, yeah, I think that's super important. Um, to provide for our partners and so ibm's doing the same around our garage services to to understand okay you know how can we how can we workshop together to understand you know based on the practices that you have today and the clients that you have today how can you how can you optimize their data and ai practices and 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 provide that value for the client yeah that's awesome
1: yeah uh, from a vmware standpoint there's a couple of things that we're doing and we're finding if you you really go back to just a simple standpoint the philosophy of hey i've got I want to be able to provide any app on any device across any cloud. How do you do that? What are you looking for? So VMware's expertise and assessments is where we find most of this, is around really the workload. What's its characteristics? And then you can use the data around those workloads and what's going on to determine with a TCO model right which clouds do those applications fit on including your own private cloud so when you combine those together it's as simple as the basic assessment levels and taking those to a tco and showing businesses and customers how you can impact and help them do something different do something better move forward down you know the rapidly advancing applications they need to deploy and it's we're really finding when we do that at a partner level the deals are three times as big the close rates are seventy-five plus percent, right? So, at a partner level, when you do those things, it's not just you sell more; you get more sticky with your customer, and your customers see more value. And you get out of that dollar per gig or the hardware traditional, you know, price points that uh, everybody's hammering each other on. Yeah, awesome.
4: Derek, anything? yeah. So, um, in in you know, when we start to talk about tools and containers, Tom mentioned earlier, uh, Kubernetes is that tool, right? but Kubernetes on its own doesn't buy anything, right? You still need your networking, you still need your CICD, you need your security, you need your access control, et cetera, so what we've done is uh, we've basically productized that project and made it a tool that will pretty much work across any environment, whether you're bare metal, uh, virtualized, we have a thousand plus cloud partners that can run it, et cetera. Um, Clay mentioned the Cloud Packs, the tool that they're leveraging to uh, make those cloud packs abstracted from the platform is OpenShift, right? I mean, IBM spent thirty-four billion dollars because of this hybrid cloud strategy, right? That we have developed, right? Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. so when I start to think of tools, I think of you know, again, that and I said it earlier in, in the session is that common operating environment. That's the thing that customers have been asking us for because Kubernetes on Azure is not the same as Kubernetes on AWS. It's not the same as Kubernetes on.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I think that's great. So a slew of tools out there, right? My next question would be advice for partners, right? Whether it's a workshop or utilizing a tool, what are the best practices behind some of that, right? Engagement with the customer. So I think what we see a lot of times with our channel partners are, hey, I get it. Customer wants to 365. Okay. Fair, fairly easy, right? Pretty straightforward. Or it's, it's SFDC, right? Utilization or it's something like that. Or maybe it's IaaS or whatnot, right? But as we move to this multi-cloud and we think about all the other things that come into making a multi-cloud environment work, whether that's network structure or you know, choosing multiple cloud providers, whatever those things are. Advice to our channel partners around good ethics inside of a, a workshop, right? Good practices, whatever those things are. Thoughts on that?
2: So, I think that I think having the open mind because you're not going to have all these skill sets at once, right? You're not yeah. going to You're not going to know Red Hat, Oracle, Microsoft, and IBM like or VMware right off the bat, right? It's going to take a long time to develop those practices, but you can learn how to have an effective conversation with a client pretty easily, right? And so, learning how to have that effective conversation and understanding how to how to tease out what they're doing, what their cloud strategy is, right? What they're doing around from a storage, security, um, tools, runtime, data, AI, whatever, and and have building out a workshop to be able to go do that. I think a partner can can be a trusted advisor, and then you have all the cell phone numbers and all the email addresses to go bring in the expert to go talk about once you've identified what that thing is, maybe it's VMware on, on Azure, maybe it's one of the cloud packs, maybe it's OpenShift, maybe it's Exadata, right? It, But be, being able to be that trusted advisor because you're not going to be able to build that practice out overnight, but you can build out a practice of under unearthing things to then go bring in the right people. Oh, great. Thank you just to follow
6: on that i think that's one of the areas that aero can can provide a lot of value right is is not only um having breadth of understanding across um all of our uh supplier you know partners and understanding Mm -hmm. where they bring value um, but also playbooks and in assessments cloud assessments cloud readiness assessments um, and it's kind of a train the trainer type type of an approach, yeah. right? Where you can leverage our skill sets and our knowledge base across a vast majority of, of the cloud market and then you know then you know go out and start executing those on your own and, and yeah. ultimately probably even billing for them if you get really good at it. And I think the conversation that, that came up during the panel was was a relevant one. Most of these customers already have cloud in their environment, whether it's Salesforce Workday, I think Kyle was your point. And so that conversation is that's an easy entry point into the conversation. And then running the the assessment plays and the and the consulting workshops, I think it's a great way to really kind of add add your value in that chain so that um,
3: you know you're seen as a key a key stakeholder in that whole process. Yeah, that's awesome. A great, great call out, Sean. We we've spent a lot of time at Aero looking through partnerships and tools and assessments and offerings, and yeah, you're spot on. We have a, a slew to offer and to complement a lot of what was been talked about today already. So great, I appreciate that. Any other thoughts on on workshops, assessments, best yeah, practices? Yeah,
1: one of the one of the easiest pieces of advice we give to our partners, right? And when they have a, a workshop at a customer is to get the different roles, right? Get out of the data center, get to the line of business, get the CFO in the room, get the operations people in the room. uh, And just go have the conversation, right? The the follow-up to that, we've got plenty of resources between collective, right? Uh, Vendors and Arrow and everybody else to help answer the questions or chart the strategy. But it's that first step of, Go collecting data, see what people are really trying to achieve, yeah. and you got to get out of the data center to do that. Yeah.
3: So we've been talking for years about get out of the data center, get out of the data center. I think it's easier said than done. What, what are your thoughts on how does a, 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 an architect, a salesperson, a, a business development manager, how do they evolve that skill set? Are there things that you guys are doing in your companies to help with that evolution?
1: Again, from a VMware standpoint, we're coaching them to go straight to the developer teams, right? So one of the value props we feel like we bring with a platform is not only the consistent infrastructure and consistent operations, but it's that consistent developer experience. And people are using VMware's platform as a way to attract developers, to their organizations, right? Because it's consistent and you can do that across clouds, you can do a number of things with it. So getting into the developer teams, you learn how fast applications are being built, how fast they need to be deployed, whether they're behind schedule, what's that backlog look like? And then you can bring some true business value and you're out of the game of how much is your hardware, how much is your software yeah, price today. Totally.
0: It's great advice. Yeah, and one thing that Oracle has done is uh, basically the database obviously is a complex, big, complex product. It has over a 1,000 features, and you guys, you know, as other vendors have similar complex products. So we build content uh, sales enablement around speaking... Basically, how does a particular database capability affect the CFO or the uh, CISO or the VP of Application Development? So we really just make it instead of having a three-hour presentation on everything it does, it's 20 minutes on what that particular persona cares about. And so I think for uh, and then that's made available to partners. So we have a you know an ability with to, to help as as part of the sales enablement for partners. Awesome. So great yep. it's a thing to look for.
4: So I mentioned earlier in the session that there's a dearth of OpenShift talent out there, right? We just can't keep up with the demand, which is why we enlist Arrow and their partner ecosystem. One of the things that we also do is there's a discovery workshop that goes right to the developers, as Kyle mentioned, and starts to understand their environment, right? So they wanna migrate to the cloud, for example. All right, are you gonna refactor applications? Which applications need to be refactored? You know, what can be modernized? What needs to stay on-prem? They give them all that information. And the next step to that is what we call our open innovation labs, right? Where they will actually bring in Business development leaders, application heads, and they will sit through a four, six, eight-week session and actually build an MVP for that customer, right? And they can take that back, and you know, they they develop the open shift skills along the way,
3: but they also have a, a, a finished product when they leave. That's fantastic. That's amazing. Awesome. Well, gentlemen, thank you so much. We, we spent a lot of your time on stage, and you spent a few minutes here with us. We'll, we'll cut you loose, but just appreciate you guys uh, and the support and the sponsorship of our event and coming on to Arrow Bandwidth. Thank you guys so much. Really appreciate it. Uh, have a great day, and thanks again for your participation.
0: Uh, thank you. Take care. Thanks so much for listening. To contact us on Twitter, use hashtag Arrow Bandwidth, and we'll see you next week.